Appreciate those gentlemen for joining us here on the program. And I almost forgot, but before we get entirely away from high school football, I almost forgot overreactions. And I got I got some big ones this week. Overreactions for week two. I got I got big overreactions this week. Oh boy, where did we where do we stand this week with the overreactions? All right, let's start. Travis Casey. Uh huh. Is gonna finish second in the little Illini. Second. Ooh. Yep. Okay. I, I, I don't think they can contend with Mount Carmel, but I can easily see them finishing second in the little Illini. Mm. We thought Robinson was gonna be good. They're not. We thought Newton only, possibly. They're not. Paris, they're not. Mm. I think by default, Casey's kinda second. They play week uh week seven they play Mount Carmel. No, that's late late in the season. That could be yeah. a good one. So uh I mean I would definitely go on a limb and say that overreactions would be that they're making the playoffs i know that for sure yeah oh yeah they're gonna be that, in the that's playoffs. that's what would be my overreaction um this this isn't an overreaction this is just fact sullivan is the best team in the lincoln prairie right that that i mean that's just pure unadulterated fact at this point <laughs> fact fact uh, i mean they certainly have been impressive but I mean, it's going to be fun with the the three teams there at the top, yep. Sullivan and Cumberland this week. That's going to go a long way yep. in deciding that, and Arthur's going to have something to say about that with uh, Sullivan there from that perspective. But yep. definitely, no doubt, Sullivan's been super impressive, living up to the hype mm-hmm. uh, coming into the LPC. So that's not too far off. Contrary to what we thought, Travis, this is number three. The Apollo Conference may be the strongest football conference this year. Hmm. And I don't think anyone would have thought that entering the season. Better than expected. People. But every team in the Apollo has won a game now. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yep. And how long did it take us to get Charleston, Matt Toon, to win games last year? Mm-hmm. Long time. Week yeah. two, everyone's got to win. Right. Definitely better than expected, mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. for the Apollo here in the early going through two weeks. Number four. Mm-hmm. Newton. Only. And Decatur St. Teresa will miss the playoffs. Ooh, all those teams. The playoffs. Wow. Newton's just looked bad. I know Paxton's good. Shelbyville's good. Mm -hmm. But they haven't looked good. Yeah. Same thing with Olney. 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 What are you doing? Mm. And Decatur St. Teresa, Travis, is 0 2. They are. And they still have a Missouri team on their schedule that will not help them with points. And one no. of those losses was to an Indiana team that will not help them with points. No. Mm. They're running out of games more so than anything. They got a tough test against yeah. Central A&M. Yeah, so they uh, lost week one to an Indiana school, mm-hmm. Lytton, Stockton, and then last week to uh, Belleville Altoff Catholic, who's yep. ranked in the polls yep. there. And they got Lena Winslow yeah. on the they schedule, got a too. Tough schedule. Mm. I don't think they make the playoffs. Not off to the best start there for Coach Miller if, and St. T. I'll if say they that. do, Travis, they will be the most dangerous 13-plus seed out there. <laughs> right. Yeah, you'd have right? to think. Like, mm-hmm. I can see them getting 5-4 and four and being in. Mm-hmm. But they got to get to five wins first. Yep. And my number one. This is an overreaction, but I love it. Travis. Mm-hmm. Number one overreaction for week two. Yep. Shelbyville, you may be busy on Black Friday. Ooh. 
I like it. That's all I'm saying about that. But Shelbyville, you may be busy on Black Friday. Yes, I think Coach Duckett would take that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. <laughs> I'm digging that. Is that an overreaction? Maybe we'll see. Maybe. But they've looked out of all the teams in our area besides, well, Sullivan didn't look impressive week one. They kind of barely got by Villa Grove. I think Shelbyville's been the most impressive both weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, this the week CIC, they allowed up a lot of big plays. Yep. They'll have to improve on yep. this time around. But one of the most impressive teams here in the early going, yep. for sure. Yep. I would agree with that. I'm not saying to book your hotel rooms if you're a Shelbyville fan. But I'm just saying you may be busy Black Friday. Mm, maybe busy. I like it. I like that overreaction. There you go. This Those week. Week two overreactions. We had a lot of them in there that were, yeah. were kind of big ones. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. So uh, let's uh, continue on here. And uh, this was an extended weekend. So we had a little bit more time to uh, think about it and a lot more things to possibly uh, get in here. But we try to narrow things down on an extended weekend. Let's get to the top three moments from the sports weekend. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend in a no particular order. You know how we do it here. But I'll start off with my number three. And it's college football. And it's Colorado and TCU. Coach Prime coming in and making a statement and his son passing for 500 yards got receivers all over the place getting 100 yard games and hunter playing both ways Mm -hmm. crazy and all those snaps that he played in that game amazing and uh, coach prime on the map putting colorado there and coach prime getting his first win i agree with you that is my number three as well yeah unexpected Right, and just how dominant it was. Yeah. And so. this is a what a one-win program from last year? Mm-hmm. They match that now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Deion's playing with house money. Yep, Coach Prime coming in, making a statement. Yep. Same here. Uh, my number two moment from the uh, sports weekend, and not all the top three, is good. And this one is, well, it's not a good look for uh, Michigan, but this was what I put because Michigan is absolutely a joke of a a program starting off the game, lining up in a formation and putting up four fingers for the uh, number that Coach Harbaugh wore there in Michigan and also the uh, quarterback coming in with a free Harbaugh jersey on. Oh, come on. Give me a break. Self-imposed three-game suspension. I don't care how small the violation was. The man isn't dead putting up four fingers to start the game. Give me a break. Free Harbaugh. Blah. I agree with you. I agree. Stay classy, Michigan. Yeah, as always. Ridiculous. My number two, Travis, I'm staying on the gridiron, and I'm going just a little south of here. The Dogs, SIU, 49-23 over Austin P. Mm. Nick Baker it was named the player of the week in the Valley as he broke the record in that game, Travis, for most completions in a career. 560 completions for Nick Baker. He also put up three touchdowns in that game as well. So wow. you got the big win against Austin P, who were the Atlantic Sun co-champs last year. So a big mm. first win for the Dogs. Yeah. SISIU. SISISIU. 
don't think they do that there. No, they don't. It's just go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> uh, my number one uh, from the uh, sports weekend uh, was also in uh, football, so it's a football-themed show, so uh, why not? And uh, that was the return of Illinois football in a Memorial Stadium. It was an exciting game. We'll say that. Nail-biter to the very end, but it's great to be back there in a Memorial Stadium and under the lights there in Champaign in a thriller uh, there. I will say, still got some kinks to work mm -hmm. out in the side of the stadium confines oh, yeah. for week one, but it's week one. They'll get it figured out. But Illinois football's back. My number one, Travis, contrary to popular belief, there is still baseball going on on the diamond. Oh, is there? There is. So since it's extended, I'm going to yesterday. You can call him yeah. Mr. Cy Young, Justin Steele. Amazing performance, eight innings, two hits, 12 Ks, mm -hmm. 16th win of the year. He's 16-3 and three on the year, and it wasn't against the slouch team. It's against the Giants, who are right there contending for the wild card. Yep. So, Justin Steele, call him Mr. Cy Young, and the Cubs, big win, now increasing their uh, wild card lead uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And closing it on the Brewers. I think we're only two yeah. and a half back of the Brewers. Yeah, there's still baseball. I know, contrary to on? what everyone is saying, oh, college football's here and the NFL starts this weekend. There can't be any more hmm. any more baseball. It's done, especially if you're a Cardinal fan. Hmm, let's see. I don't have – nope, I don't have baseball here on the on the schedule. So. Well, here's what I'll say, Travis. Your Cardinals are not yet eliminated. So, yeah, No one in the National League no, is yet. No, So there's still a shot. There's, there, there's that. There's still a chance. I mean, starting off with the Braves in Atlanta. I mean, we're on the road for three straight series here. Yeah, I noticed that. At Atlanta, at Cincy, at Baltimore. Don't come home until the 15th hmm. against the Phillies. Long time That'll away. That'll be a tough one, too. Yeah, it'll nice, be, it'll nice to see uh, Harrison Bader coming up Yeah. at Cincinnati. Yeah. Some hey, skyline chili. And hey, at least Travis, the NL wild card is making things interesting because the rest of the divisions are not close. No. So at least the NL wild card, you got teams contending. Mm hmm. So that at least yeah. makes it interesting. You got the West teams is fighting interesting. for two, two spots. The AL West is the one exception. You're right. Yeah, the Cubs only trail two and a half on Milwaukee. Mm hmm. The AL West is the only one that's interesting because one of those three teams could miss out. Mm -hmm. The Cubs and the Brewers, you know, more than likely both of them are going to make the postseason. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays only a half game out of that third wild card spot mm -hmm. behind the Rangers. Mm -hmm. uh, the Astros, are, they're tied with the uh, Mariners. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, on ESPN here has a Houston in the second wild card spot. Um, so, yeah, that's still tight there. Mm -hmm. Reds and Diamondbacks tied for the wild card. And the Marlins despite being a poor first start of the second yep. half, they're still only a half game back. And don't look now, Travis, but the Yankees have gone 7-3 and three in their last 10, won three straight. They have a 0.1% chance to make the playoffs. Eight they're, games back. They're not out. Eight games back of the wild card. They're not out. Hey, they're going to finish above 500 more than likely, unless the wheels completely fall off. They're 68-69, and 69, so. Yeah, they're right there hovering. Yeah. Hovering on 500-ness. I mean, that would be close to have you contending in the AL Central. Yeah, right? Just playing in the wrong wrong division. In the wrong division. 
Look at that. Cardinals 59 and 78. Yeah. All right. All right. But, yeah, that was my number one, Justin Steele. I I did see that yesterday. What a mm-hmm. what a nice performance. Hey, and do you know who one of his hits was to out Is of the that? two? Paul DeYoung. Ah, Paulie D. He still terrorizes me, even he's a giant. <laughs> still doing things, Bat whether he's wearing red or orange. Ah, he had a good debut, so <laughs> now he's kind of <laughs> fallen back to reality. Uh-huh. Hmm. Darn. Darn. Yeah, well, I like nice seeing guy. Wrigley 95% capacity on a holiday Monday. Yeah, Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had some people in uh, Barstool in attendance. Oh, nice. Yeah, Big Cat was there yeah, that's yesterday. that's a good one to go to. So sitting where the real fans sit behind a damn pole, can't even see the pitcher's mound. That's right. That's where you sit. Ridiculous. That's where that's uh, the seats that I was uh, we were looking at uh, when I went to Chicago mm-hmm. a few months back, but I didn't want to sit behind a damn pole. Yeah. No thanks. I had good seats though. The one Pay game the Wrigley Field prices just for an obstructed view. The one game I I went to, I had good seats. I was sitting right behind the first base dugout. Ridiculous. I went on a Wednesday night when they were losing. Against the team do. they lost that wasn't very good either. We got two tickets for like thirty five bucks. Hmm. Great. That's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. Middle of the week too. Yep. Hendricks on the mound uh tonight for the Cubs. Hmm. Throwing it out there. Who are you against? Giants. We got two more with the oh, Giants, Giants and then four against the Diamondbacks. Hmm. We so. played the Diamondbacks seven times through the mid September. Hmm. So right back in it. Can really the wild card put, teams. Put some separation. Yeah. Remaining series we have left. We have two more with the Giants, then four with Arizona, three with Colorado, three with Arizona, three with Pittsburgh, three more with Colorado, three with Atlanta, and then three with Milwaukee to end the year. So as long as we are entering that last weekend, Travis, within two, mm-hmm. you're saying there's a chance. There's, a, there's always a chance. There's always a chance, unless we're four more back. Mm. So three. So that was the uh, baseball push to the uh, playoffs. And something Baseball that's talk. already in the uh, playoffs, it's NASCAR. And NASCAR, with their uh, playoffs, got started this week at uh, Darlington on a Sunday. Bled into a Sunday night uh, there. And uh, Kyle Larson yep. picked up the uh, W there in uh, Darlington. So, uh, playoff driver, and he clinches a spot in the next round automatically. He does clinch a spot in the next round. It was his first ever win at Darlington. He had never won in the Cup Series at Darlington before. One of the few places that he hasn't won. Uh, felt bad for Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin won stage oh, yes. one, won stage two. Feel um, bad for him. Had a loose wheel and uh, knocked him out of contention. Um, so, mm. that you know, everything gets magnified in the postseason. Kevin Harvick was having a good run and he was heading to pit road and Tyler Reddick got oh, yeah. and spun out and caused the caution. And it, it was trapped. Newman who spun out yeah. Yeah. and Harvick was already committed to pit yeah. road. Cause he Tyler Reddick slammed on the brakes. Yeah. He was trying to get to pit road. I think cause he didn't want, that's Harvick what they said. Pit. Yeah. They if you pit before the guy you're chasing at Darlington, you gain a second and a half on him. Mm-hmm. So what I'm that's guessing what they were trying Tyler, to do. Ha- Tyler Reddick saw Harvick pitting. He was slowing down to try and 
get down there too, so they'd be on the same lap and same strategy. He just slowed down though. He didn't mm-hmm. actually like turn to go well, in the pits. He probably tried to slow down and saw he couldn't make it, but he was still slowing down. And Newman, instead of plowing into the back end of him, mm-hmm. slowed you know checked and up and ended up spinning he didn't himself, spin himself out. out so. and Harvick the, got a penalty with the, that. Yes, and the only uh, reason he got a penalty is because his team pitted him. If he would have just driven through, there wouldn't have been a penalty. Well, so I yeah. don't know why they stopped and changed tires. He didn't need to. He could have blended back in about seventh or eighth spot and then come in under the caution and pit and be totally fine. But they didn't. So he could have he uh, he could have went down, just drove down pit yeah, road. Yeah, he could have just driven down pit road, not stopped at his pit stall. And he wouldn't have gotten a penalty. He wouldn't have gotten the penalty. The penalty was for pitting under caution. Pit road was closed. Right. He was not yet to the commitment line, but he couldn't swerve. No. He was too committed. If he just drives through and does not stop in his box, he just would have blended where he blended. He would have lost some spots, but then but he, he could have came have and pitted a lap later and with the rest of the field and then, you know, still be in the top 10 and probably still have contention to win the race. Hmm. So that is, again, it's the playoffs. Everything gets magnified. Every little thing. Yeah. I thought it was a good, good strategy. To mm-hmm. do right there and just bad luck, bad timing. Yep. That, with that the caution. caution did not help him. That that did him in. So, um, mm. also we can uh, we can stop talking about it. Oh, before we get to that, did you see the Daniel Suarez Alex Bowman incident? <laughs> I saw that Daniel Suarez wasn't really too happy. No, he was not. Sent with Alex Bowman, Bowman after the uh, after the race or now, when they were interviewing him. See, I have a problem with this, Travis. All right, he he can be upset. At Alex Bowman. But to turn a guy head on into the wall on the front stretch who last year missed some races due to a concussion and missed races this year due to a back injury is really a bad look. Mm -hmm. Right. Not only that, you took yourself out too. Mm -hmm. So you really did an awful job of trying to pay him back and show him you're angry because you – Damaged your own car and ended a top 10 run for yourself. Right. That was Daniel Suarez, I think, a year of frustration he let out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. so let's look at the playoffs, Travis. Yes. So as I mentioned, Kyle Larson has clinched. He will be moving on to the next round. Uh, William Byron, second. Uh, he's plus 45 above the cut line. Tyler Reddick, third, plus 45. Chris Buescher, plus 27. Denny Hamlin at fifth, plus 27. Martin Truex Jr., who entered... As the points leader, mm-hmm. he's only plus twenty five. Cal yeah, Bush plus bad, twenty. He had a bad. Yep. Bad night. Uh, Brad Keselowski's plus eighteen. Ryan Blaney plus sixteen. Ross Chastain is tenth plus thirteen. Joey Logano eleventh plus three. Christopher Bell twelfth plus one. Yeah, he had a struggle. Mm-hmm. After uh, being on the pole. Bubba Wallace is below the cut line. He's one point back. Kevin Harvick is two. Stenhouse Jr. is four, and then Michael McDowell is 19th. Travis, I think you can already eliminate Michael McDowell. They could not afford to have a bad race because there is not a road course in this section for him to make up ground on. Mm -hmm. His cars just are not fast enough for him to go out on a mile and a half and contend. Mm. So they needed to avoid a bad race, and they got a bad race. I don't think he can make up 19 points. Mm. I just don't think it's going to happen. 19 points in three races? Two races. Only Isn't two more four? races. Oh, yeah. Nope, three in each round. And then they eliminate four drivers. 
I know they got to figure this out. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. So, but yeah, I I think drivers who who are going to start getting desperate, possibly a Kevin Harvick. Uh, I wouldn't count out Joey Logano yet. So, speaking of Joey Logano, Travis, I picked him for our pick'em. Yeah. And you picked Ryan Blaney. I did. I'll you have got to the call win. you back, bro. You got the win. Blaney finished yeah. ninth. Logano finished twelfth. Hmm. So that now makes us me with sixteen points, Travis with fourteen. Hmm. As we enter Kansas. For the life of me, I I knew I picked Blaney, but I for the life of me couldn't remember who you picked. Yes, I picked Logano. <laughs> they were around each other all night, and you got me by three spots. So we'll head to Kansas and. Uh, See what happens. Denny Hamlin won at Kansas earlier this year. Mm. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Mr. New Contract signed a new contract with Joe Gibbs Racing. So yeah, he is staying that. with Joe Gibbs. 2311 is staying with Joe Gibbs. So, or with Toyota, I mean. So that is a thing that he's been having to deal with that now is not there anymore. So it makes me think that, again, I, I said Denny Hamlin was going to win the title. That was my pick. Now that he has this burden kind of off of him mm-hmm. of worrying about this, you can just go out and focus on racing. I think he's even more dangerous. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely think it's a nice burden to have off of his, oh, yeah. off his mind for, for sure. So there you go. There you go. There's NASCAR and we'll see what happens when, Illinois visits Kansas on Friday, and we'll see what NASCAR does. Oh, Travis, if only you didn't have to do, like, an FEM game. You could just I go know. out to Kansas and have a heck of a weekend. I mean, yeah, if, if it was only on Saturday, the game, like normal, like yep. it should be. Yep. Indiana coach not a fan of Friday night games either. I think Indiana has one this week, too. Well, yeah. Yeah, they do. Who they is, have Indiana State. Who is a fan of <laughs> Well, apparently Illinois and apparently the schedule makers of college football, whoever those people are. Don't like it. (laughs) Uh, Don't like it. Don't like it. Not one bit. Not one bit. But hey, Travis, if you were heading out to Kansas, you got a full weekend. Trucks are on Friday. Xfinity race on Saturday. Mm. Xfinity, I still don't think are in their playoffs yet. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on, let's get this started. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Jeez. Uh. All right. All right. I think that will wrap it up there for NASCAR yep. and NASCAR playoffs round one mm-hmm. or first race of round one, I guess you'd say. All right. So before should we get to the interval? I was going to say, before we, we get to that real quickly, um, do keep your eye, Travis, on the Xfinity series. Um, they are coming up. I think this week is their cutoff before the start of the playoffs. The bubble is one point. Mm. One point. One Between point. making the playoffs and not. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. And that's something that I keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Parker Kligerman, Kligerman is just one point out. Hmm. So, keep an eye on that. Yes. 
All right, so we're only a couple of days away from the kickoff of the NFL season. So we've been looking at the divisions, and we look at another couple of divisions here. And let's preview the AFC and NFC East. And let's start off here in the AFC East. This division has a lot of hype surrounding it with all the teams really uh, having some news coming out with them in the offseason. Uh, last year, of course, Buffalo won with a 13-3 and record. They lost in the divisional round in that snowy game against Joe Burrow and uh, Cincinnati. And uh, there was a little uh, scuffle or little exchange of words, I guess you'd say. Hey, sometimes families fight with uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs not too happy with some of the things that uh, are just voicing his displeasure there on the sideline. And that thought, maybe that soured their relationship a little bit, but we'll wait to see if the chemistry is still there. Uh, Miami, they were 9-8. and eight. They finished in second place, and they made the playoffs despite uh, Tua being injured a few times. And uh, Miami lost in the wild card to a Buffalo there. They almost came back, but they fell in that round. Uh, New England, they were only 8-9. and a nine. They had a lot of turmoil there with uh, offensive continuity there with Matt Patricia that we'll get into. And then the Jets. Did they do something this offseason? I don't believe so. I mean, yeah, I I haven't heard much about the Jets this year. They were on hard knocks. Yeah, didn't I know watch that. it. Yeah. I don't have HBO, so they were seven and ten a, a year ago. So uh let's uh, break it all down here. The uh, Bills in a twenty nineteen they uh, lost in the wild card of the Texans. They were 10-6 in 2020. They lost in the uh, conference championship game to the Chiefs. And in 2021, they lost in that epic divisional game against the uh, Chiefs. And then last year, another disappointing finish in the divisional round and going 13-3. and So, man, is the bloom off the rose for the uh, Bills. Their trouble in paradise with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They tried to smooth it over, Mm -hmm. and I think they might be all right. But uh, Josh Allen has been uh, great since coming in the league since 2018. He's racked up 5,000 total yards and 42 touchdowns. He finished third in the MVP voting uh, this past season, and he's also on the cover of Madden as well. So That always works out great for you. If you believe in the Madden curse, I think it ended a few years ago, Mm -hmm. but – We'll see what he does, uh, living on the pressure of that. On the defensive end, they did lose uh, linebacker Tremaine Edmonds to the Bears and Vaughn Miller. He should be back eventually at some point during the season, but he is on the uh, pup list, so he'll definitely miss week one. Uh, he looks to return to form after tearing his ACL in his right knee on Thanksgiving versus the Lions, and he also missed uh, due to an ACL injury in 2013 in are returned in about eight months, and this time it's been about ten and a half months. But starting on the pup list there for Buffalo. My final stat for the Bills: they have won an average of twelve point three games over the last three seasons, and has not won fewer than eleven during that same stretch as well. My hot take for the Bills is that the bloom is off the rose, and their Super Bowl window. Is closing and, and far as I'm concerned, is closed. Buffalo's time is over. Hmm. 
my hot take. Mm. Uh, Miami. Of course, this sounds like a broken record about the Dolphins. I'm echoing everybody. And it's Tua. Can he stay healthy? Uh, he couldn't last year. They were down to their third stringer, Skylar Thompson, in the playoff game against the uh, Bills. They did put up a good fight. They were down 17 to nothing, uh, but then they only lost by three. They had an awesome start to the season. They were 3-0. and They won over the Pats, a big win over the Bills, and also a big one over Baltimore. But that's when the injuries have started to a two-up, and they never really could recover. Uh, nine and eight, they still make the playoffs. Uh, Tua this offseason well documented that he's learning how to fall, including doing some jujitsu training as well. Hmm. See if that helps him in that aspect. Uh, of course, Tyreek Hill came in and was amazing, and also matching up with Jalen Waddle. They're the game breakers for Miami. They combined for over 3,000 receiving yards and 15 total touchdowns last year. They did make some moves on a defense. They picked up linebacker Bradley Chubb, and they also traded for Jalen Ramsey in the offseason. And I think they are injured in the secondary. I don't think Ramsey is going to begin the year he was injured in training camp there. So maybe not as hyped for the defense as I once was before training camp. Uh, there and also if Tua isn't healthy Mike White is the backup plan he of course was the uh, Jets quarterback one of those guys that they had rotation uh, last year Miami according to a pro football focus they have the second toughest schedule in all of the NFL this year Final stat for the Dolphins Miami went seven and four a year ago in games where Tua Entered and exited healthy. So only a 7-4 record. Three games above 500. There, my hot take for the Dolphins is that Tua stays healthy uh, this year and he's in contention for MVP. Hmm, that is a hot take. That's the big question. Is if he can stay healthy. Can he stay healthy? <laughs> he's learning how to fall better, though, to save those, some of those concussions. How do you learn to fall, Travis? <laughs> How do you? How do you do it? Uh, New England, uh, there was some uh, drama, drama, drama here last season. Uh, Belichick had uh, senior football advisor and offensive line coach Matt Patricia calling offensive plays for the first time ever with occasionally a Bill stepping in. But NBC Sports Boston uh, said by many accounts, Patricia and uh, quarterbacks coach Joe Judge were overwhelmed in their new roles. That should be uh, corrected. And uh, this year they brought back former coach Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. The Patriots did sign a Juju Schuster, and uh, they also signed Zeke Elliott as well, going back to his old number as the Buckeyes, number 15. That's what he's going to change that to. And that change will help the offense run a little bit more smoother. The only problem is that the division got tougher that the Patriots have. And do they have the talent to keep up with the others in the division and let alone their conference there from that aspect. Uh, the offense was a mess last year, but the defense actually wasn't that bad. It ranked 8th in yards per game and 11th in points against per game, while also producing the third most sacks per game. 
they added Christian Gonzalez with their first-round draft pick out of Oregon at the cornerback position, and he should start immediately. Uh, they were 7-0 in games last year where its opponents scored fewer than 20 points, but they were 1-9 in games where the defense surrendered at least 20 points. And according to Pro Football Focus, just like the Dolphins' tough schedule, so does the Patriots. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL. No team with a fourth-place finish in their division last year has a harder schedule than New England. Losing a home game from the International Series magnifies their problems there. My final stat there is that New England has gone from 7-9, and 10-7, and 8-9 and in the three seasons since Tom Brady left. The Patriots. So my hot take for the uh, Patriots is that the offense is a little bit more smoother, but with the uh, toughest schedule in the NFL, they finished last in the division here this year. So Hmm. I think that, you know, Bill O'Brien helps Mac Jones improve the offense just slightly, but Everybody else in the division got better. Right, right. So, And then we have the Jets. The J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Boy, did they have quite the offseason being on hard knocks. They hired new offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and they also upgraded the quarterback position as well. They signed Aaron Rodgers as well. Oh, they did? They did, yep. They, they got A-Rod from uh, Green, a Bay. Young talent is just oozing all over this Jets offense and a defense as well. Offensive rookie Brees Hall was a beast at running back 5.8 yards a game. Uh, contender for rookie of the year, but in October, he tore his left ACL there. The Jets rushing offense fell off a cliff after Hall was injured. Uh, per the NFL's next-gen stats with Hall, their running back group ranked 11th in rushing yards over expected. But without Hall, in weeks 8 through 18, they dropped to 27th in the league. And they did. uh, Hopefully, we'll get him back healthy. And they also signed a Dalvin Cook as well on August 14th to a one-year $8.6 million deal. He's coming off shoulder surgery in February. And so they might be splitting carries, at least early on uh, there. So one or the other isn't too banged up for the whole year as well. And they also have other talent at other uh, positions as well, besides the quarterback and running back position. Uh, They did end up with a rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Uh, The receiver is the first player in Jets history to win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. And he burst onto the scene in Week 2, a game winner against the Browns. He finished with 83 catches, over 1,000 yards and four touchdowns, becoming the first Jets rookie, the 23rd rookie in NFL history, to reach the 1,000-yard receiving plateau. And he did that all with Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. So if he did it with those quarterbacks, what is he going to do with Aaron Rodgers? That is the big question, Travis. I mean, come on. He did it with those. Those guys are awful. And how can... He not do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, they did add uh, Lazard, Randall Cobb, some BFFs there. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go anywhere without his friends. No, not without Randall Cobb. Yes. He can't go anywhere without him. 
can't go to the grocery store without Randall Cobb. And also, this defense was elite last year as well. They gave up the fourth fewest points and yards per game in the league thanks to shutdown corner Sauce Gardner, Sauce Island. And as a rookie, he uh, achieved a Pro Bowl. He's an All-Pro, and he is also the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. So the first Jets rookie to be named first-team All-Pro and the fifth Jet to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Six of the Jets' ten losses came in one-score games last year, and they ended the year on a six-game losing streak. The final stat here is that the Jets' last Pro Bowl quarterback was Brett Favre, who is also an ex-Packer. They went 9-7 and seven that year with Favre mm-hmm. at the helm. And my hot take here for the uh, Jets, this is going to be a good one, that the Jets will live up to the hype and Aaron Rodgers will help this team get to the playoffs and win the division. Living up to the hype. That's what I got. That's what you got, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're ready to uh, to go through? Let's do it. Okay. Bottom up. Bottom up, I got the Patriots. I agree, the Patriots. At the bottom. Mm-hmm. I just, I, yeah, this, Bill Belichick needs to retire and go away. <laughs> he just might. He, he's too old. They need to bring back Tom Brady. Third, I got the Jets, Travis. <laughs> no way. Yes. Yes. No way. Here's why, Travis. How many times... When we talk about entering the season, does the sexy, hyped team do anything? I, I get it. So many times. It happens times. a lot, yeah. So many times it happens. Mm-hmm. This is no different. I don't think so. I think so. Mm. They got, got too much. Third, missing they, got the too, playoffs. they got too much talent. Don't care. They were seven and ten with Zach Wilson and Mike White. Don't care. And now they're adding Rodgers. Who's old? Yeah, but he just needs a system. he just needs a change of scenery. One. That's system. all it takes. One system. That's all he can play. He's with his offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. All right. So I don't believe the hype. I don't. I do not one bit. This Jets team is going to be the Jets they always are. Nah, I don't think so. We agree to disagree majorly. They got they got too much talent uh, to be uh, that bad to miss the playoffs entirely. Yeah, when you add Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback, he's a piece of work. <laughs> All he needed is a change of scenery. He's much happier now. Oh well, that's great. Well, I'm glad he's happy. He just needs to go in in the dark. That that's going to work out well in New York. I'm sure there's no media that's going to bug him in New York. Nothing like that's going to bug him in New York. When things don't go right for the first game, when something goes bad, I'm sure they're not going to pressure him. They will, but he's not going to listen to it. Oh, yeah. He's a changed man. He's a changed Change man, Eric. Man. Change he's a new person. Man. Nah, he's a fraud. <laughs> a fraud. Uh, wow. Hmm. Jets third I'm going to say something, Travis, I have never said on the show before, but I'm going to say it. I hope he gets injured week one. Ooh, come on now. Not season ending. Don't be wishing that on him. Not season ending. But everyone is so on this Aaron Rodgers thing. He, what did he do in Green Bay last year? If he's this great, amazing quarterback, what did he do last year? In a weaker division. It's only nothing. one person. No, exactly. He's only one person. 
Yeah, but this team has more than just him, so he's this one person is being added to an already stacked roster. You know, I saw that there was a lot of hype around the Broncos last year with Russell Wilson, and that was undeserving because I didn't think that the team that the Broncos had were as good as the Jets are this season entering Here's year. my headline for the Jets. Are you ready? 2023 New York Jets equals 2018 Cleveland Browns. Hmm. I get the cautiousness of the uh, most hyped team in the NFL, what they do. Mm-hmm. That that does worry me a little bit, but I think they can live up to it. And I think it'll be all right. Who you got at three? I got the Dolphins. Okay. Just because yeah. I wish to, I could count on Tua to be healthy, yes. but I just I, can't. I, I'd love them with them on the, on the field. Yes. Like, they could win the division if he's healthy. They could. I ha- I have them finishing second, the Dolphins. Yeah, and that's just because I, I I can't trust Tua, and if I could get a full season out of him, right, I'd trust him a lot more. Yeah, and I like the defense what they did in the off season, yep. but you know they're banged up in the secondary. And you got so. Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm always a fan for any team that has Tyreek Hill at wide receiver. Right. So, Electric. Yeah, yeah. So I got the Dolphins at two. Yeah, uh, I got the Bills here at two, along with the Dolphins and Patriots. Of course, this entire division has a tough schedule, but mm-hmm. the Bills have the fourth hardest uh, schedule, so I have them here at number two. And I have the Bills at one. Mm-hmm. I I don't think their window is closed. I think it is closing, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is closed. There's one thing that is said throughout all sports, Travis. Winning cures everything yes there was a rift between Allen and Diggs come out and win a couple games it's not going to matter winning cures everything yeah it does and getting to the Super Bowl cures it mm-hmm. but they should have been to the Super Bowl already they should have they, they haven't been they should have been in the Super Bowl probably twice yeah and they have it yeah but I trust them more than any other team in the division. Because even though they've lost some pieces, they haven't brought in as much new at one time as Mm. other teams. Yeah. Their core is still there. You know, we talk basketball. The core is there. The core of this Bills team is there. Is it a year older? Yes. Is that concerning? Yes. But they're not completely... You talk about a house... Mm. They're doing remodeling. Everyone else yeah. is building from the ground up. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of hype with the Jets and, and Dolphins mm-hmm. and Bills kind of like, oh, hey, you know, we're still we're still over here. Hello. Right. right. <laughs> we're still here. Uh the turnovers for Josh Allen kind of worry me. Worries me, yes. Uh for him too. So uh but yeah, I already said it. I have the Jets mm-hmm. here one in the division. I think they They'll take it. Uh, I don't think the Bills completely fall off. I do have them in the playoffs. But Jets win the division, living up to the hype. Travis believes in it. I, I believe. Don't let me down. I can't I can't wait. I hope <laughs> the Jets are part of your Super Bowl pick, Travis, so we can use it as a bumper. <laughs> uh, can't wait to use it as a bumper. And you'll find out the Super Bowl picks then, coming up in a couple of days. Then that way. I won't be the silly one who had the Browns <laughs> and the Bears or whatever it was I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was silly. It was. 
<laughs> or last year where I had the Cowboys and Bills. Yeah, you were you were all on that. Uh-huh. You're all on that. But <laughs> we'll wait to see what the Super Bowl picks a little bit later in the week on Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to uh, the other side. Let's get to the uh, NFC and uh, the NFC East last year, of course. Philadelphia Eagles 14-3 and a year ago. Cowboys were 12-5. and The Giants 9-7-1. and And the Commanders were 8-8-1. Eight, eight the NFC East has had 18 consecutive seasons without a repeat division winner. Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. In 2004 to 2000, 2001 to 2004, the Eagles were the last group to win this division in back-to-back years. So when one team grabs it, the other team comes up and does it. So that's just kind of, you know, we talk about the NFC least all the time, but they do switch division winners quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I was just amazed at 18 years without a repeat champion. That's crazy. It is. Uh, last year, of course, uh, Philadelphia. They were in the NFC. They were the NFC champions. They were in the Super Bowl. They lost to the Chiefs. Uh, Jalen Hurts was right up there in the MVP conversation, and that earned him an extension, five years, two hundred and fifty-five million dollars for Mr. Hurts. AJ Brown. He was a great target for Hurts. Had eighty-eight catches, over fourteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns. Was also a Pro Bowler as well, and the Eagles traded for DeAndre Swift as well. The defense, they were pretty good. They gave up the eighth fewest points per game and led the NFL in sacks last year. They did lose Hargrove to San Francisco, but they moved up one spot in the draft and drafted Jalen Carter from Georgia, and they're basically Georgia North with all the Bulldogs they have Mm -hmm. on their team. Uh, It was the uh, highest-touted prospect prior to the draft, prior to his legal issues there and they also drafted his teammate Nolan Smith as well in a late first round pick my final stat for Philly was that the Eagles had a point differential of plus 133 the third highest in the league and that my hot take for the Eagles is that Jalen Hurts MVP conversation you sign an extension and the next year you drop off slightly yep and Eagles don't get to the Super Bowl, don't even get to the NFC Championship game this year is my hot take hmm. for Philly, one of my favorite cities, of course. Oh, yeah, I know. Anytime you can find a way not to pick Philly <laughs> in something, you're all for it. Yeah, everybody's on the Eagles train again. Not me. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, consecutive seasons with 12 of victories in 2021 and last year. And the last two seasons marked the first consecutive Dallas seasons with 12 or more wins since the 1990s, 92 to 95 seasons. Only thing those teams did, well, they won Super Bowls, and these teams have not. Mm-hmm. And I swear to goodness, if I turn on first take one more time in the morning and I see Dak Prescott throwing interceptions, I'm just going to lose it. <sighs> I get it. He's the most the most scrutinized position America's team, I get it. Cowboys, they bring it on themselves. Cowboys fans, Jerry Jones, they all bring it on themselves. But I get it. Dak Prescott threw interceptions last year. I totally understand. But he's not the only quarterback that throws the interceptions. Mm-hmm. And some of them were tipped as well. Uh, they got a week six win against Philadelphia. And uh, that was Cooper Rush that did yep. that. 
In fact, Cooper Rush was four and one as the starting quarterback. Dak was only eight and four, including picking up a win in overtime. And also, people moved the goalposts on the Cowboys as well. They talked about Dak. They can't. He can't win in the playoffs. Well, he won in the playoffs. He ended Tom Brady's career. But now they're moving the goalposts and say that he can't win in the division. Okay, yeah, he lost to San Francisco in the divisional round. So let's move the uh, goalposts even more on Mr. Prescott. He threw 23 touchdowns, 15 picks. I get it, last year. Uh, he's also got CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and he should slide back to the slot receiver with the addition of Brandon Cooks, mm -hmm. who did absolutely nothing in L.A. Mm -hmm. So Dallas should use him a little bit better. You're, you're happy about that. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, Tony Pollard now is running back number one without mm -hmm. a Zeke. And also the holdout for Zach Martin ended on August 14th as well. He signed an extension, $36 million over the next two uh, seasons, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, there on the defensive side, they acquired a 2019 a defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore, teaming him up with uh, Trevon Diggs. As well, of course, they have first-team All-Pro Mika Parsons as well. And uh, a sleeper in the sixth round, they got running back Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State. Darren Sproles light, I put him down for. Mm. Vaughn's 5'5". Darren Sproles was 5'6". Yep. Of course, Kellen Moore is gone to the Chargers. And uh, now it looks like Mike McCarthy will be calling plays this year. The only thing that I have hesitation with Dallas, Mike McCarthy, he underachieved with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback when Aaron Rodgers was actually better than he is now. Mm -hmm. And what is he going to do with Dak Prescott? <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. uh, the final stat for the uh, Cowboys is that they scored an average of 31.6 points in their 12 wins and 17.6 points in their five losses. Only one of their losses came during backup quarterback Cooper Rush's five games in charge. Mm -hmm. There, My hot take for the uh, Cowboys is that Dak Prescott will not throw for 15 interceptions, and the defense will be in the top five in the league. Ooh. There you go. I like it. Uh, the Giants, of course, they had the uh, coach of the year last year, Brian Dable. He led the team back to the playoffs. They beat the Vikings, but then they got destroyed in the divisional round by Philadelphia. Daniel Jones was pretty good, you know, over 3,000 yards, 15 TDs, five interceptions, 67 point or 67 percent completion percentage. That was sixth in uh, quarterback rating. Mm -hmm. uh, they did add a, a tight end pro bowler, Darren, Darren Waller, and they, uh, uh, via trade, drafted a Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee in the third round. Only thing that's scary for the Giants, they don't have a true number one. Uh, Darius Slayton was not that, and um, they hope that Waller is going to be a favorite target. Of course, in the offseason, Saquon Barkley, the drama there, of, was he going to go anywhere or not? Eventually uh, settled in. Uh, he's signing back for another year. They also had Daniel Jones restructure his contract. He's taking less money this year. So uh, they got to the playoffs, but they were 0-5 against Philly and Dallas including the playoffs. And my final stat for the Giants is that they have not had back-to-back -back seasons with at least nine wins since 2011-2012. They won nine 
in both of those years. My hot take for the uh, Giants is that they uh, take a step back and uh, they miss the playoffs. Mm, Miss the playoffs. Not high on the Giants. No. I don't blame you. Washington, which is dead. They are in new ownership. Dan Snyder is gone, and they sold out the home opener there, so they're super excited to be under new ownership group. Uh, The Commanders did leave the league in time of possession in 2022, but they were only 24th in scoring. So they hired a new offensive coordinator, Eric Benamy, from the Chiefs. And he'll try to get that magic that he had with Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's going to try to get it with Sam Darnold after the Carson Wentz experiment didn't work. And the ultimate fallback guy, if you don't, if it doesn't work out at quarterback, Jacoby Brissett they have as well. The defense was a top 10 scoring defense, and they were without 2020 defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. He should be back healthy and is in a contract year, so he should be motivated to earn that money. Uh, With their first-round draft pick, they uh, drafted Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State at a cornerback position uh, that they needed much help. And they also drafted a guy from Illinois as well. Uh, So we'll see what he does. Despite the good defense, they didn't have the offensive firepower on paper to compete against Philly and uh, Dallas. And uh, Benjamin will try to have that same magic with Pat Mahomes with uh, Sam Howell, but Sam Howell is no Patrick Mahomes uh, at all. Final stat for Washington. They have started 14 different starting quarterbacks since 2017, but has won at least seven games in the last seven of the eight seasons. Mm. So Washington. Mm. Hot take for uh, Washington. The only one that I have here is that – They'll have a new name by the end uh, in two years. You think so? New name. Maybe an old name, but a new name. Here's my hot take for Washington. You've already won the season. It's true. It doesn't matter what happens on the football field. You've won the season because you have a new owner. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And you can get that black cloud of everything that came with it to start lifting out of Washington Mm -hmm. or Maryland. Or wherever it is they're yeah, going to end up. Yeah, wherever your, your stadium ends up, hopefully you get a new stadium too. Yep. Within a few years. But with that being said, I have them finishing last. Yeah, I have them in last here as well. Commanders. Yep. Sorry, but yep. somebody's got to finish last. You won the off season. Your season is a win because you have a new owner. Right. I got the Giants at three. I got the Giants three here as well. Fifth toughest schedule mm-hmm. in the NFL, so... That's why I got him at third. I have the Cowboys at two. Mm-hmm. And that means I have the Eagles at one, ending the streak. Ending the streak. So just like with Donovan McNabb era. Yep. Back-to-back divisions. Yep. So I'm going to continue the trend. I already said that I'm off uh, the hype of the Eagles. So I have them at two and the Cowboys at one. Everyone knows I'm a closet Cowboy fan. and You are. I just want them to shove all the hate Back in Stephen A. Smith's face and all the haters, I want them to prove everybody wrong. But this is it for Dak. Like this is his last chance. This is like make or break. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. And I would have picked Dallas over the Eagles, Travis. But the Trey Lance trade confuses me 
and worries me for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reason see that. to make that trade if you are 100% committed in Dak being the guy for the next couple of years. Right. Yeah. It's a fallback plan for sure. Mm-hmm. So, if it doesn't work out with him. So, now you're going to take a quarterback in Dak, who, as you mentioned, has turnover issues, and say, your job's on the line from week one. Because we have an NFL starter as your backup. Yeah. What do you think that's going to lead to? Probably more turnovers because he's going to try to force it. Maybe. I still have Dallas at two making the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. Being a wild card. Yep. So just kind of like a season ago. But that's kind of uh, my point of things. I know that Cowboys fans can be obnoxious, but uh, I hope uh, Dallas overachieves and just shoves it all back in the haters' faces. So that's what we're hoping for, Dallas. I'm on the Cowboys train with you. Right there with you this year. So this year. All right. So uh, that does it for the uh, East. So that means we only have one more division to go, and that means it'll be the AFC North and NFC North. Why not finish with that best divisions of football? Mm, yeah, nah. <laughs> maybe one stronger than the other. Maybe <laughs> just slightly. Just slightly. <laughs> all right so uh, that will close it down uh, for us uh, today thanks for uh, sticking it out with us and we are gonna get out of here and uh, thanks for listening thanks for downloading and we'll be back tomorrow for the north we're headed north and we'll talk to you then have a great rest of your day peace out